Alright, we're good. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Kicking It With The King. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Kicking It With The King, episode 206. My name is Gabriel Hernandez. Welcome in. I appreciate each and every one of your guys' support. All the follows, all the listens, all the retweets, all the likes. It doesn't matter, man. I appreciate the support. All full circle so welcome in guys we got a great show planned first things first it is october 8th 2019 like i said it's good to be back we came off of a red hot episode uh oh not episode excuse me uh, the post show uh, ufc 243's post show we did a special 30 minute segment on the aftermath of UFC 243, the night of, which was real cool and real special. Like I said, I've been getting into doing more, more shows, more post-fight reactions, just raw emotions, raw, uh, uh, raw reactions, and everything. So I felt like it would be awesome and also be very necessary to do that because you know, as a fan and as a as a, a follower of the sport very closely, I mean, I think it's cool to put more content out, put more raw reactions rather than waiting for the Monday or the two. Tuesday after the fight and you know it's kind of get in the moment because like when you get in the moment of something you may not cover or talk about every single thing that you need to talk about therefore later on in the week when your new episode comes out it's better for you to you know obviously you get more and You get a better, you know, you get a, a chance to process things after the days have gone by. You get a chance to, you know, think about things, talk about things you may have not mentioned previously. Like I said, it was a post show. I thought the post show that I did was absolutely uh, phenomenal. I, I thought it was pretty funny that I put that addition of that uh, background elevator mu- music or whatever the fuck it was. And, uh, you know, it was just a. Uh, you know, it was just something I was fiddling around with, and I just decided it would be cool to do that. I hope it, no one got annoyed or turned it off because of the background music. It kind of causes you to fall asleep. I was getting kind of drowsy when I went back and listened to it. Like, I was literally just sitting there, and I was like, this shit's, like, making me want to fall asleep. But no, it, it flows. Like, it makes your show flow. So having the background music and, uh, fuck, dude. What the hell is your fucking problem, bro? But anyways, um, you know, just it was it was a good time. It was a good show. I enjoyed every second of it. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be encouraged to do a lot more. Like I said, putting more content out there, more stuff, rather than like one episode every single week. I mean, it's cool. I'd, I'd rather live with one episode a week rather than not have a show at all. But I, I have been putting a lot more content out there every single big fight night, every single fight night. And I'm going to try to put at least one post pre episode out there before that. You know, maybe the podcast, the main podcast will be... Uh, will be, you know, obviously the pre and then the post shows, everything else will come together after the fights. I mean, I literally watched the whole, all the, all those fight cards that I talked about in the last episode and, um, you know, had raw reactions to it too. And, you know, obviously today we're here to gather our thoughts again, yet again, get you all up to speed, up to date on everything. Give my thoughts my updated thoughts on everything that went down at UFC 243 as well as what's been in the news as of late. That is my job. That is the way I like to come off when it comes to these shows. Like I said, I appreciate each and every one of you guys for joining us. And quickly, for any new listeners or anybody that's brand new to Kicking It With The King, we are available on Spotify. We are available on iHeartRadio, Google Play Music. If you have an iPhone... Apple Podcasts. iTunes is being spread out into different content areas. If you looked at that recently, if you're Apple user and all that jazz. But yeah, we are available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. We're available everywhere you get your podcast. Every single major podcast provider, we are available. Thank you guys for tuning in. We got a great show lined up. So let's not waste any time. Let's quickly run down the list of everything we're going to be talking about today. 
just, you know, highlighting a lot. And, you know, obviously a big fight night this weekend between Joanna Young-Jacek and Michelle Watterson. We'll talk about that. We'll preview the main card. There's a lot of excellent, excellent fights on there as well, including the return of Mackenzie Dern, the return of Cron Gracie, Cub Swanson taking on Cron Gracie, Crone Gracie, excuse me. Um, Cron, what the fuck? And um, as well as like a lot of other featured fights and big fights on that card. So that's going to be a good one. Tampa, Florida, that's going to be a great card. I'm excited for that one. Like I said, the UFC doesn't take any weekends off. It doesn't seem like it seems unnatural when the UFC does take those off. So we'll talk about that. Um, obviously, some uh, other news in the world of boxing. If you're a fan of these two YouTubers or you, you kind of get what I'm going to talk about, but Logan Paul versus KSI 2 will be, you know, um, that's an official bout. And I'm going to just offer my quick thoughts on that. And, you know, I'll probably not put too much effort into it considering I don't really give a fuck about it. It's a fake fight. It's a stupid fight. Um, not necessarily a fan of both those guys. I didn't even know who they were before that happened. That shows that shows it in full force. I don't, I don't care about it. I don't, I mean, I don't know why if people are saying like, if you don't care about it, why are you talking about it? I'm just saying like, I would knock both those guys out, man. I'm not even gonna, <laughs> I'm not even gonna like, uh, elaborate on it. I just, I know, I think it's stupid, but Hey, like I said, what am I to try to doubt someone that's bringing in the numbers? Who am I to doubt someone that's bringing in the money? It's childish. There's no point. So I just, you know, I mean, if they're doing it, they're doing it. And, you know, it's just weird how professional world champions are on the undercards versus, you know, being the headliners. But these guys are the headliners. But, hey, they're the money makers. They're the cash cows. Let it happen. And also, continuing from the steam of UFC 243, as you've seen it on the news, as you've seen it on... Twitter and, you know, Instagram and some of the interviews that Israel has been doing. He's been mentioning John Jones. John Jones has tweeted back. It's been going back and forth. This has stirred up an instant rivalry, you know, between the new breed and, you know, the baddest man on the planet in the form of John Jones, who's been at the top since 2011. So what does this entice? Does this create a potential future matchup between these two? Um... Obviously, like I said on the post show, if you listen to it, I think that Israel's next fight should be against Paulo Costa. I think that that Paulo is long deserving of this title shot. I think you've done more. He's done more than enough. And I have heard rumors of them potentially of Paulo Costa and Israel later on. I don't know if it's later on this year or early next. Uh, if I had to put money down, I would say it was early on, but it was a rumor. You can't believe everything you see, and I don't know until the dotted line is signed. Obviously, like I said, Israel just came off this fight last weekend, so. And he's been like one of the most active champions now. You can say that active champions because he was the interim champion. He fought his way all the way up into there in less than two years, and you know, now look at what he's doing. The super superstar. I mean, mentioning his name with John Jones. His name with John Jones, the long comparison that a lot of us have been seeing and have been, you know, calling for. I mean, basically comparing Israel to since Israel came into the UFC. I mean, great takedown defense, flashy. He's long, he's rangy, he's nasty. I mean, he showed it last Saturday. He's nasty. So, does a fight with them come to fruition? Does a fight with them make sense? We'll talk about that. So, and... You know, a couple of other things, too, as, as time comes along. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I can't wait. Let's not waste any time. Let's begin this shit. But beginning with this, we'll just we'll get right into it because of the fact that uh, it, it, it is trending. Obviously, if you look at social media, if you're familiar with social media, John and Izzy going back and forth. You know, not necessarily back and forth because we haven't seen Israel really, you know, send tweets directed towards John. If you go to John's Twitter and you look at the uh, detailed descriptions of his of and his tweets are very descriptive and stuff like that. You know, John's clapping back at Izzy. Izzy had an interview on Ariel's show. John's commenting on that. And, um, you know, just this thing slowly but surely started to, you know, fire up and, you know, establish interest amongst a lot of fight fans and a lot of people are thinking about it some people have their if ands or buts about this have their thoughts about this matchup um 
me personally, you know, thinking about it, obviously, like I said, I have an open mind when it comes to a lot of these things. The next fight for Israel is Boracina. I do think that Paulo Costa does deserve that next shot. I said that many, millions of times. I said a little bit. I said on the post show, and, you know, I was completely honest about all that. And I definitely do think that's that's something really, you know, obviously that's, that's a fight that everyone wants to see. I mean, considering that Israel and... uh. Boachina have a huge beef as well. They went back and forth. And, you know, Israel's kind of, you know, went at Boachina a lot more aggressively, I felt, than John, considering what Israel did after he won. I mean, got on the cage and flipped him off. And, you know, that established, you know, a huge fight. That's a huge fight at middleweight. So that's the next fight I think should be made. Um, Going to thinking about this fight, and thinking about the magnitude of it, and you know, it's what I call freak show fights. It's not necessarily a freak show fight. It's just a fight that you know a lot of people are have different uh, divided opinions when it comes to that. And I think that stylistically, obviously, Izzy is very talented on the feet. He has definitely shown nothing short of. I mean, he's absolutely been nothing short of amazing in the short uh, tenure in the UFC so far. Obviously, he's a world champion. He's a middleweight champion of the world. I mean, how many fights did John have before becoming the UFC light heavyweight champion? Um, I mean, but what Israel did in his fast track to the top was very impressive and super substantial. I'm not going to sit here and say that John isn't substantial or hasn't done anything substantial. That's the farthest thing from my knowledge. I'm just saying the rise of Israel <coughs> excuse me, was a, a lot more... A lot quicker. And, you know, obviously, like, John's had his history and, you know, people have had their divided opinions on him, his his, his colorful past as well. And you guys know, I don't need to tell you every single thing that John has done. But we're not here to talk about the past. We're not here to talk about people's, you know, what they have done. We're here to talk about the matchup. And stylistically, obviously, I mean, it's an interesting matchup, man. It's different. But, uh... For me, man, DC is one of the best light heavyweights in the world. And obviously, I mean, I think Israel can give a lot of people problems. He's a young guy. Obviously, he's been kickboxing for a very long time. But, you know, um, you know, it, it just it's just hard for me to put him in the conversation with these kinds of guys. I'm not saying that he, he doesn't belong there just yet. But, like, for, for example, the Stipe thing, too. I think it's kind of out, not outlandish, but just, it's, it's just different. Like, it, it doesn't seem like, I, I don't know, I don't feel comfortable with it yet. That's the thing. I don't feel comfortable with it. Uh, obviously, I'd like to see Israel, you know, defend his title a couple times and, you know, eventually get into that, uh, you know, uh, just get into that position where he, you know, he, he basically, you know, obviously has established his 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 dominance as the middleweight champion. Now, the biggest thing was, you know, getting to the belt. You know, the, the hardest thing is defending the belt. So him defending the belt and, you know, obviously say he beats Paulo Costa. Then, you know, com- yeah, completely, man. I mean, there still be un- unanswered questions and stuff like that. But, uh... You know, it's just, it's just, a uh, no, like I said, I have to see a few more performances and there's a couple more guys that I'd like to see Israel fight before I really can officially, you know, be comfortable with him going up and fighting John because I still feel like there's some work to do at middleweight and stuff. And, you know, I want to see consistency in the division and, you know, I don't like seeing these interim titles. I mean, I'm, at, at, at this point in time, I'm not necessarily a fan of, um, you know, uh, people, I mean, obviously it's fun. It's cool to see people go up weight classes and all that. But when you just win the belt, I think that, um, just, I, th- I think it's important for, I think it's just important for, for him to, 
officially just, I can't even think straight right now, sorry. Sorry if it seems like I'm being slow on my words and stuff. But I just think it's important for him to, you know, focus on that division at present just for right now. And once he cleans it out, you know, he's obviously very active. So say he starches Boracina and just, you know, completely wipes him out of the water, then for sure, you know, might as well. If he has an impressive showing against Paulo Costa, for sure, defend your title once, go up to weight class, fight John, obviously. I mean, I'm not too, I mean, I just don't know stylistically wise how much sense that makes. Considering it just seems like John has so much more tools. John has so much more, uh, you know, uh, just this leverage, you know, what, what he's done in his career, the amount of experience, the styles that he's fought, everything just, it just seems, it just seems like he's so much more ahead and he really is that much more ahead on experience versus Israel and stuff. But, um, it's just, uh. It's different, like I said. I, I, I'm uncomfortable with it for right now, and uh, I just I just don't know if that's the fight for him at this at present. Now it establishes and creates a lot of interest. It's an interesting fight considering that the fact that Israel has great takedown defense, and you know he's he's superstardom and he has nasty power, but you know the weight class jump is the thing I'm concerned about. Like, I don't know necessarily if that would be the smartest thing to do, but who am I, man? Who, you know, Israel says he can do it. I'm sure he's not going to do something he doesn't believe in. And obviously, like I said, he has, he has, uh, you know, he has, he, he, he has fought a lot of the best guys and, you know, has fought some really good guys very short, but John has been in this game for so fucking long, dude. That's the thing. Like he he's fought so many guys, and um, it just you know it just it I don't know. I I have to wait and see and and let this go on a lot longer before um, you know before essentially just you know before being completely um before being complete one hundred percent sold on it. I mean, like I said, there's, I mean, obviously still got Jared Cannonier. Um, who else is there at, at middleweight other than Paulo Costa? I mean, you got Yoel Romero as well. Um, and you know, there's a lot, there's, there's some fights still, but you know, like I said, just one more quick little thing to say about this and then we'll move on is that, you know, I, I'm a big fan of these fights, man. If John, if he can contest with John, if he can contest at higher weight classes and really prove his worth and I'll shut my mouth. I won't say anything. I won't doubt what he's saying. I'm not saying that he's not um, capable of, of pulling any of the stuff off. I just, it's just, it's just pretty crazy, man. Just, it's just interesting to see. And, um, It'll be interesting to think because these guys have been compared for so long, for hella long, and, uh, no, just, it's just interesting, man. Um, whatever happens, happens, man. Like I said, I'm excited. I hope that Paulo Costa fight happens, um, and, and so forth. So, moving along, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like we took hella long to talk about that. Usually, like, usually we, we, uh, we usually, like, I don't know, there's been a lot of, like, I've been, we had a long day before this and stuff, um, I was just talking, I was talking to my girlfriend about something, we're talking about a lot of stuff, so, I mean, like I said, that was on my mind and stuff, and like a million other things, so, I mean, it's not too bad, man. Pay frequently, bi-weekly or twice-monthly. Bi-weekly, bi-weekly is like two weeks, right? Every two weeks, so twice-monthly. That's a suck. Twice pay a month. The fuck? That makes no sense. But anyways, guys, like I said, moving along. Anything, uh, 
what else is in the news? Obviously, like I said, we got fight nights and stuff, but I was just trying to make sure we didn't cover anything else. Oh, so what I was saying earlier about the KSI, Logan Paul thing, I mean, two YouTube stars getting together. I mean, obviously, they generated uh, millions of views worldwide, and, you know, the fact it isn't the fact that they're, they're boxers, amateur boxers, horrendous boxers, terrible uh, terrible. I would never watch any of their fights. I didn't watch the first one. I'm not watching any of these. The fact that I'm talking about them right now shows that I'm giving them clout. But, um, I mean, whatever generates, man, whatever makes the most money, if you're going to make some money, man, go ahead and do it. I'm just not necessarily a fan, and I don't think that they should be, uh, I don't think that the champions of the world should be on the undercards for, and have these two amateur fuck faces at the top doing that. So, I mean, that, it's just my opinion, man. I'm just not necessarily a fan of it. But, um, Let's move along to UFC Tampa. Joanna versus Michelle Watterson. That's an excellent fight. That's a fun fight. It's always interesting watching Joanna fight. I mean, looking looking at her dominance, she's kind of in that position right now. Like, you know, she has to win because, like, if she, she loses to Michelle, then she's farther away from the title shot. I mean, no matter what, if Rose Namajunas is, isn't in the picture, I'm not saying that Joanna... Obviously, the second fight was a lot closer, but, you know, obviously, if, like I said, just basically, if Rose isn't in the picture, Ioana still has a chance. I mean, I want to see Ioana versus Weili Zhang. Ioana went and fought Valentina at 125 pounds and obviously lost. She was outclassed. Not, like, completely. It was a very, very technical fight, but, uh, you know, obviously, Valentina being the, the superior martial artist that she is, um... She 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 was able to find a way to win, and she obviously she's she's a queen at doing that. And you, I don't feel like Yoana even belonged in that weight class. And she didn't need to fight that fight. It was an opportunity. She obviously fell short. It wasn't super a super bad loss, but you know she only has three losses, man. She's lost to the best in the world. I mean, she's lost to Rose twice, and she lost to Valentina. And she came back and beat Tisha Torres. So you know Yoana isn't off that train yet. I mean the fact that she's undefeated, you know, up until fighting. Uh, Rose Nami Yunus at uh, in 2017, so she was she was undefeated all the way up until UFC 217, and then she lost to Rose back to back. The first one was you want uh the first one was Rose when she Rose stopped her. The second fight was when Rose uh got the unanimous decision victory over her, and ever since then she came back and fought Tisha Torres, and then back in December of 2018 she fought Valentina Shevchenko. She hasn't fought since then. She has a very tough test in front of her from Michelle Watterson. Michelle has been on fire lately. She has talked very highly of of uh wanting to be the first mom champ in the UFC and um you know obviously it seems like she's been has a fire lit under her ass as of late because of the fact that you know she wants a title shot she felt like she deserved the title shot she uh she obviously looked looked great in her last fight, and you know she she has had some very impressive wins, and obviously is former champion in another organization too. Um, who's her last fight? Her last fight was against, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Carolina Kovalevich. So ever since losing to Tisha Torres at UFC 218, she's come back and beat three people in a row. All obviously all by decision. Not saying that it's bad, but just the fact that she won. Uh, she won three fights in a row, so. Like I said, her last fight was against uh, Carolina Kovalevich, where she looked amazing, and obviously um, they have some they have some uh, common opponents. You know, uh, she beat Jessica Penne. Uh, Rose, or excuse me, not Rose. Joanna beat Jessica Penne by stoppage. Um, not Paige Van Zandt. Uh, she beat yeah, Michelle Watterson. Beat Paige Van Zandt. I mean, she lost to Tisha Torres and lost to. Uh, uh, Rose Namajunas by rear naked choke, and then came like I said, came back, beat Courtney Casey, beat Felice Herrick, Felice Carol, beat Carolina Kovalevich, and ever since then she hasn't fought, but she has a very very tough test in front of her in the form of Yuana, as does Yuana with 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 uh, Michelle because you know they're both primarily stand up fighters. There's not going to be too much groundwork. I don't necessarily think. I mean, Michelle's capable of taking the fight to the ground. Obviously, she has fantastic stellar submission skills. She's fantastic off her back. She's fantastic on top. She's nasty. She has nasty elbows. And, you know, when she comes to fight, man, she comes to fight. When she comes to uh, 
to win, that's what she wants to do, man. She comes, she's dedicated. She seems like she's been like that for so long. I mean, this is a big fight for the women's division, you know, essentially, uh, could essentially, you know, amass the next challenger for Whaley Jung's uh, strawweight title. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this happens and uh, what happens afterwards, so. Obviously, like I said, you got to see what happens with this fight first, and then we'll see what happens after that. Huh. But yeah, I mean, it's an interesting fight. Co-main event, we got another interesting fight. Crone Gracie versus uh, Cub Swanson. A lot of people are looking at this fight between like a passing of the torch, considering the fact that Cub is on a four-fight losing streak, and you know a lot of people have seen him as a, you know the the gatekeeper kind of essentially. I don't see him as that. I think he's had some unfortunate luck, definitely. And uh, you know, it just it's 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 an unfortunate, it's an unfortunate uh situation the Cubs in. Because I do think that he is one of the best in the world. And, you know, he, he just needs some tweaks and little twists and turns. And then he's right there, man. I don't feel like he's real far off, man. He's just had some off fights. And just the fact that you lose, you can lose four in a row. You know, sometimes people lose four in a row and come back better than ever. But he's like just, you know, he, he, he he's a great fighter. He's had some amazing performances. He He's looked good. And he's fighting a guy who has like a million times more experience. In Crone Gracie's five and zero. Cub Swanson's like thirty plus, almost forty plus fights in. And uh, and you know, like I said, he just. I'm just looking at this. Sorry, just caught my eyes. What is this? What is this? Sorry, I'm reading this. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of uh, bad reviews. I was reading some reviews or something. I got completely distracted. I'm sorry, guys. But yeah, like I said, the experience factor for for Crone versus Cub. I mean, it, it, all day, all night. Cub has the the definitely has the skills. But you know, Crone, like I said, everyone starts somewhere. You know, people that you can't you can't underestimate people even when they don't have that huge amount of fights and stuff like that. Like Crone, a lot of people saying Crone will finish him. He'll submit him. I think that obviously Crone. Obviously, I mean, I've I've seen him fight. I've seen him fight a lot. And, you know, he, he's very talented. But, you know, experience-wise, people would want to lean on the fact that Cub has more experience. And this is Cub's fight to win. And, you know, like I said, he has his back against the wall considering the fact that, you know, if he loses this one, it's, four, it's five fights in a row. I mean, what's going to happen? I mean, I don't really feel like he's he's lost a step or anything like that. It's just that, you know, he needs he really needs to get this. He really needs to get this one done. He he needs to get this one done. And, you know, obviously, like I said, I think it's very interesting. Because, you know, the submission skills, you know. um, You know, it's just this, obviously, Crone has fantastic submissions, and we've seen Cub get finished on the feet, or on the floor by submissions and stuff. So a lot of people are kind of, you know, leaning on the side of the submission. So it means like they, I've seen a lot of people. I read the comments, and people are saying like, "I want, I, I think Crone will finish him," and all that. And you know, obviously, like I said, you got to give respect where respect respect is due. So I don't have an official pick or anything like that, but I do think that, you know, it's going to evenly matched fight and you can't underestimate nor, you know, disrespect the styles that both men bring because both men are highly talented. Like I said, Crone trains with 
with the likes of Nate Diaz, and then, you know, obviously a big, big fan of the Diaz brothers, if you know me, um, and, you know, Crone is, uh, you know, a staple of the Diaz brothers and, you know, how close the Diaz brothers are to the Gracie family. And, you know, Crone is a Gracie, so, you know, and he's a huge product. You know, it's a good fight for him. That's a great fight for him to really showcase his skills. If he can get it to the ground, get it, get Cub to a position where he hurts him. And, you know, Crone has some experience, man. He has a lot of, he has some good experience. He's, I mean, he's fought, he's fought some good guys. I mean, he fought to, to Kawajuri over in Ryzen. And, uh, you know, like I said, he's not like he's far off. I mean, obviously, experience-wise, like we said, that will be a huge factor in, 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 in the side of Cub. But, you know, like I said, I have a complete open mind. You know, people that are undefeated usually, you know, sometimes tend to, to steal all the shine. They tend to, you know, defy the odds, and that's exactly what I feel might happen and, you know, feel that could happen in this matchup. It's an interesting matchup, and like I said, I don't want to see Cub... It's a hard fight, man. I mean, if I had to pick, I would pick Crone to win and, you know, defy the odds and beat Cub. I just feel like, you know, Cub's not far off. It's not too bad. It's not too crazy of a, of a, of like, a, of a streak. I mean, if you look at the last fight, it was a split decision loss. But, like, really? Split decision? I mean, that's like the same thing of what I was seeing about Rashad not too long ago. Like, his split decision losses to these fuckers that he shouldn't be losing to, dude, that, that makes no sense. That's not something that, that, that should be happening. That's the thing. It's not like he's getting knocked out left and right and stuff. It's just he's losing split decisions. Uh, it wasn't active enough, not too active. And you can kind of compare that to Cub. I mean, the fight he had was Shane Burgos. I mean, come on. Who's Shane Burgos? I don't even know who that is. So, he's an opportunity, man. A huge opportunity know a big fight against a real big name obviously in the in the jiu-jitsu world in the jiu-jitsu community i mean if you if you look at the backstory cub said that he wasn't uh allowed to train or no none of the gracie gyms would train him because obviously like i said he's fighting the gracie so it's a it's it's it's, it's just it's almost like it's it's a it respect it's respect to the Gracie family, which which I completely understand, man. It just sucks. I think I know. I think everyone should train everybody, regardless of uh, where they're from or anything else like that. But uh, you know, I could definitely see the respect when it comes to that. You know, he definitely got to train his jujitsu because if Cronin is super superior, one hundred percent in one area, it, it's the jujitsu versus the jujitsu of Cub Swanson. So it's definitely going to be interesting, man. I cannot wait for that to happen um like i said the return of Mackenzie dern i don't know why i'm just not a fan of hers too much i mean i don't know why i just have this convincing that her accent's so fake and i don't like people that are fake so i just i just feel like um i don't know if she like puts on a front or something like that no i'm I'm not saying that i just sound like a hater but that's why i said i don't really hate too much man because it makes you sound ridiculous but um that should be interesting I can't wait to see what happens with the, with these fights. Um, who else is on this card? Let's take a look. Thank you guys for tuning in, by the way, this episode. Like I said, we're available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes Podcast, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it, folks. We're available everywhere. You can find us everywhere. Okay, so let's look at this. Joanna versus Watterson. Let's pull up the card and have a take a quick look, quick peek. Who else is on this card? Okay, let's just keep seeing. Let's see. Interesting fight, so definitely some fights on there that I haven't mentioned or talked about just yet. So main card starts at eight p.m. Eastern time. On ESPN Plus, headlined by Yoanna Young Jacek versus Michelle Watterson, Cub Swanson versus Crone Gracie, to be to be announced versus Thomas Guilford, Mackenzie Zern versus Amanda Rebus, Matt Friviola versus Luis Pena, Eric Anders versus Gerald Murchart. Eric Anders, obviously fan favorite, you know, hard hitting middleweight, you know, father light heavyweight, you know, looks absolutely amazing. You know, he's a fan-friendly fan friendly fighter 
with explosive power and, you know, fight of the night written all over that. Um, great fight headlining the prelim card on 5 p.m. Eastern. Nico Price versus James Vick. James Vick's um, and for a real tough night, that's a really tough fight for your first fight at 170 pounds. Nico Price won't go away. He will put you, he will make, you'll be in a fight with Nico Price. It's do or die when you're fighting Nico. I mean, James Vick, obviously, I don't like seeing him get starched like that finish, but, you know, he's got to do something different in his training, obviously. And, you know, he's, he's real tall, and these people just has his head wide up. Like, has his head straight up in the air. He doesn't move, no head movement or anything. I'm not trying to sit here and criticize, obviously. He says he's a very dangerous guy as well, too. And, you know, you know he, he's one of the best fighters in the world. I mean, after he lost to Benil Dariush that one time, he came back and he had a serious streak. I mean, he lost to Dan Hooker, um, lost to Justin Gaethje. He's fought, lost to some good guys. I mean, it's not like he's getting sparked by these lower-level guys. He's actually lost to some of the best guys in the world, so... Nico Price is a very tough fight for anybody. You know, you you're, you better be ready, and you know, you better be in for a fight. You better get ready. You better strap your seatbelt in when it comes to a guy like Nico Price. That'll be interesting. Um, to see how that fight comes about. Max Griffin versus Alex Morono. Davidson Figueroa versus Tim Elliott. Marlon Vera versus Andre Ewell. Miguel Bazza versus. Hector Aldana, Martin Vittori versus Andrew Sanchez, and J.J. Aldridge versus Lauren Mueller. So, you know, pretty solid card for ESPN Plus card. Interesting fights. Definitely curious to see what happens in all these and, you know, interested. It's a great fight. Great fights. So, um, what else do we got? How long have we been talking for? 27 minutes. Shows just get shorter and shorter. But today's been a really long day. That's the thing. And uh, it's just been a really long day. That's the thing. <laughs> I just want to like lay down and go to sleep. It's been a really, really long day. I promise you. How about how has everything else been? No, everything else has been pretty solid, man. In a good spot mentally. Um. A lot of things happening and interesting things happening in the mixed martial arts world and a lot of, uh, you know, exciting uh, exciting times and stuff and, and big, big stuff going on, especially with the whole John Jones, Israel Adesanya stuff. That's interesting because, like, I want to see what happens with with him versus, with Israel versus Paulo Costa first. I mean, I'd still like to see that Yoel Romero fight, but uh, I don't, I don't necessarily think... Uh, um, you know, obviously, I don't think that's gonna happen yet. I don't know what's next because you know, your Romero could essentially fight uh, Jared Cannonier next if that's the fight they need to make to really establish a next shot. I mean, like I said, Romero's not too far away for when it comes to uh, title shots, just because how good he is. I mean, you can go back and think about it. Oh, people say, oh, Romero ruined Rob's career. I mean, I just thought that. Uh, you know, Rob was a little tentative in the first round. Not tentative, but like, you know, you know, like, what is it? What's the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I think he's just, he, he, he overexerted himself and he wasn't as patient as he could be. And, you know, it's just, it, it's a bad, Israel's a bad fight to, to, to do that. To, to come back against. And like I said, he, he has uh, obviously was out for a while and, you know, had his injuries and had all that stuff back-to-back, you know, having to deal with. And, you know, like I said, Israel isn't a good fight to come back to. I mean, I don't think Israel is a good fight for anyone to come back to, like anyone after a couple of years or, you know, just being out of the sport for that long. So, you know, I don't think Rob's done. Obviously, he took a lot of big shots in those Romero fights. And, you know, I don't necessarily think he's done. I just think Israel has that power in his hands and that sniper-like ability that will drop and rock anybody. That's why I said anybody that fights him 
is, is in for a long night because of the way that Israel fights. And it's just, it's, it's not like anybody else. It's like he has nasty power and precision. He's accurate. And, you know, he, he does his homework, man. It's definitely something that people need to pay attention to. I do, I do think that Israel is a huge star. I want to see him continue to, con- to shock, defy the odds, defy my odds and stuff. And um, just, it, it'll be interesting. And, you know, just, I, I like seeing these kinds of things happen. I like seeing these kinds of, uh, uh, um, I like seeing these kinds of, like, you know, stars come. You know, it happens. Um, and then, you know, what happens when you get these stars, it's people want to see them get truly tested. Because I know there's a lot of fight fans out there that, that think about, oh, he hasn't fought this guy, or she hasn't fought this person, or he or she isn't legit because of the fact that they haven't done this, or they haven't done that. That's the part that makes it, that happens with Connor, it happened with John, it happened with DC, and... This continues to happen when it comes to these stars. Like, that's the world we live in. That's the fight game. Um, and, you know, like I said, I've, I've learned and adapt to the way that these fight fans act towards fighters. Especially when they turn on them, when they lose. It, it just shows a lack of loyalty and stuff. And, you know, some of these fight fans are outlandish when it comes to some of the things they say. Or the, or the trash talk or the crazy statements that people make and stuff like that. And it's it's just it's just interesting, man. It's 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 not something I would do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, these some some of these uh some of these uh like five fans and stuff. <laughs> like some of the stuff they say is outlandish, man. It's pretty crazy. But yeah, Khabib Nurmagomedov targeting Tony Ferguson fight in March or April next year in Russia. Interesting. I mean, I'd like to see that. Um, I mean, like I said, that's a fight to make. That's a fight everybody wants. That's sorry. I got. Dis- I keep getting distracted. I'm on Twitter right now while I'm looking at this, but um, we'll we'll get to this. What I was just looking at right now, but uh, just quickly want to touch up on the Khabib Tony Ferguson thing. That fight has fallen through four times. I've never heard of a fifth time being a charm, but like I said, this this time right now, I think I'm confident in that fight happening. I do think that will be a fight that we will be able to see. That will be an interesting fight because that's a fight that we've been talking about for so long. I mean, there's all these guys that fighting Khabib and, you know, obviously coming up short and losing because it's Khabib. But, you know, if we can think of one guy that could potentially give Khabib problems, think of one guy that can, you know, be the man potentially to beat Khabib. No one's been able to. No one's been close. But if you can think of someone the man that comes to mind is Tony Ferguson and, and, and more people's minds than not. And it's very interesting because of the fact that, you know, this fight hasn't happened yet. It's like the MMA gods have kept this fight from us. We haven't been able to talk about it. Or not talk about it, excuse me. It's more really exciting to talk about and break it down, but, you know, we haven't had the gift of seeing it. Like, right, you know, like a few days before fight, fight day, some catastrophic things happen. You know, weight cut fell... Tony tripping over the wire, that whole thing with Max Holloway, you know, turning out it turning out to be Ally Quinta versus Khabib, and yeah, <sighs> okay, sorry, like I said, it's been a long day, and you know that this everything that happened with that, and just everything was crazy, man. But Tony Ferguson, like I said, it is a fight to make. That's the only fight I want to see. Uh, uh, March or April of next year. That seems like a really long time to wait because you sit, considering look at it's no, it's October now, but you look November, December, January, February, March, 
five months to wait. I mean, I don't want to wait five months, man. That's too long. But, you know, whatever happens, happens. We'll be there to watch it. We'll all talk about it, and it's all going to get together. So whatever happens, happens. We'll, 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 we'll be here to watch it, and we'll be here to listen to it. But moving on, what I was going to say, though, that quick announcement, not a quick announcement, but, like, something that I, I'd seen on Twitter, uh, courtesy of Mark Ramundi on of ESPN, uh, WWE will making will be making a special announcement with Kane Velasquez, Brock Lesnar, Tyson Fury, and Braun Strowman on on Friday in Las Vegas. I mean, that would be crazy to see Kane and Brock in WWE. That just seems crazy, man. Like WWE is gonna get me uh uh back on. On the like, I mean, not saying like on the wagon. Like, I don't really not a huge WWE fan, but they're gonna get me to watch it just because of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, just it's just gonna get it's gonna get me to watch it because of the former UFC stars. I mean, Tyson Fury going over there too. I don't know if he officially gone over there. But just him being in the WWE and stuff, it's just, yeah, it's it's interesting. So it's it's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all up for it. I think it's interesting, especially with Kane. And Kane, Kane going over WWE, that seems real cool too. And, you know, interesting stuff. But, yeah. <sighs> Anyways, guys. I mean, I don't know if think you have anything else left on this episode. Um, other than, like I said. And we, 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 we talked about a lot. We had a lot. Like, obviously, like I said, we've been doing a lot of shows lately, too. And um, we obviously have some shows coming up, too. And some good stuff coming for the for the breakdown uh, i mean obviously like i said from the st- stylistically michelle versus yoana is a very intriguing fight i think when if it's on the feet stays on the feet it definitely will be a fan friendly fun fight i mean michelle the karate hottie all the fancy kicks all the all the wild stuff that she brings to the table she's an exciting fighter exciting striker and um it poses for a great fight, great matchup. Yoana is vicious as hell with her muay thai i mean she's had some of the craziest finishes it's some of the most nastiest finishes. I mean, she's a born finisher. I mean, she was a strawweight queen for the longest time. She only lost to two people in her entire career. You know, Valentina Shevchenko, she lost to in Muay Thai as well as in the UFC. And she's also lost to Michelle Watterson, too. Not Michelle Watterson, excuse me, sorry. She's lost to Ross to Rose twice. And, uh... Um... What the fuck? There's so many cats back here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven fucking cats. Jesus Christ. But, um, yeah, I mean, she's only lost three people, man. So it makes for an interesting fight. Makes for, obviously, fight of the night for sure. I think it's an interesting fight. I can't wait to see what happens with that. I can't wait to see what happens with Cub versus Crone. Before we go, let me just make sure there's nothing else we can talk about. I mean, we haven't had an episode of segments, so if anything, later on this week, we'll have an episode of segments. If not, then we'll have um, the pre- and post-fight show if I decide to make that. Um, Pre-show, I don't necessarily know, but the post-show for sure, I know. I mean, Bare Knuckle FC doing big things. It is signed uh, Hector Lombard. Um, Bare Knuckle FC doing big things. I mean, signing the likes of Melvin Gillard. Um, Bigfoot Silva's over there. Gabriel Gonzaga. I mean, all these. How did how are they forking up all this money though? That's the thing. Just like. It's just it's just crazy. Like you know, I don't know how. Or what they're doing. But like you know, so they're they're high, they have all these top tier fighters here. I mean, Bigfoot Silva, Melvin Gillard. I mean, uh, Chase Sherman went over there. If you know who that is Julian Lane. I mean, all these former UFC stars. It almost seems like the dump truck for the UFC organization. Like it almost. I don't know. Not the dump truck. Dump truck, but like you know, like the post UFC days. 
people that weren't stars in the UFC or past their prime and stuff. So it's getting a lot of uh, crap and stuff. And I don't haven't really watched bare knuckle fight the too many of the bare knuckle fights and stuff. You know, I caught a couple of highlights and stuff and like that, but I never really like sat and watched like it. I mean, I did. I watched a couple. I watched like one card, but you know, I, I think it's interesting because obviously they're doing something right because they're bringing all these stars and you know bare knuckle and there's more damage and you know have gloves and it's straight strictly stand up basically. So. I mean, they're doing something right. It's pretty interesting. They're getting shows. They're getting people to buy tickets. And people are talking about it, man. So, they must shout out to Bare Knuckle FC, man. You should add me to the roster. <laughs> Definitely. But, um, like I said, that's all, that's all we got for today, ladies and gentlemen. I will be back later on this week. Um, appreciate you guys for joining us here. Um, everybody supports me. Babe, I love you. No matter what we argue about or what we go through. Um, shout out to Anchor for supplying and supporting this podcast all the way like i said if you if you have a talent if you if you have a voice if you have an ability if you want to sit down and talk to an audience engage with an audience spread your knowledge spread your thoughts about whatever it is you want to talk about music mixed martial arts football anything doesn't matter what it is if you want to Sit yourself down for an hour or two or longer with someone else or by yourself solo, then I feel you should download the app, man. Go right to the app store, download Anchor. Anchor, like I said, is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and like I said, distributing your podcast. It, it, it distributes it directly to all the major podcast providers, and it makes it so much easier to access. I can't tell you how much of a hassle it was to have to try to tell people where to find it, and it only being available in one area. Like, not everybody has Apple. Not everybody has iTunes. So back then, that was a problem I was dealing with. I don't want anyone else to deal with that, and you won't deal with any of those problems when it comes to getting your podcast out to the masses, sharing it on social media, and just overall, makes it, Anchor makes it so much easier. I mean, the startup, launching the app, they guide you through everything. Voice audio guides you through Hit the play button. Guides you through. Everything helps. They help you with everything. You get through everything. And point blank, man. That's all you do. So, like I said, follow my page directly. The URL's still the same as the old show because I had to found a way to change it. So, anchor.fm slash gmeekermma show to, direct, to access my main homepage directly. I'll access all the episodes I've done with Anchor. Um as well as anchor.fm slash start if you're on a desktop or if you're using your phone. But, you know, my suggestion, head on over to the App Store, Google Play Store, download the Anchor app for free. It is, it's not that much. It's, it's free. It doesn't take too much megabytes. And it, you'll be doing yourself a favor, definitely, for starting out with the podcast. So I definitely suggest everyone to go and download that app. Appreciate you guys, like I said. Thank you to everybody who, who joined in for this episode. Thank you guys. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Both same handle at G the King MMA. Facebook.com slash Gabriel King Hernandez, ladies and gentlemen. Snapchat at G Meeker underscore MMA. Still the same. Appreciate you guys. And so forth. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time.